0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recover compulsive overeater, and I'm your moderator today. Today is Friday, March 24, 2023. Today we're reading from the big book. We're on page 69, reading that third paragraph, and it's starting with whatever our ideal start, turns out to be, and we're ending with the right answer will come if we want it. Today's readers, so we have four steps. We have Joni C., for the Traditions, KS. Our first reader, reading the text, is Nancy R., page 164, is Tenzin P. Our backup reader is Amory M., newcomer readers, Barb W., and the second hour host is Leslie M. All right, we have reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, March 23rd. 2023 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is two zero zero eight one. And, excuse me, the 10 a.m. Meeting is 20,082. Two, zero, zero, eight, two. All right, the 08 Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting to our own contributions, <coughs> excuse me, Soli- neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from. Re- from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry this the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to a compulsive overeater who still suffers and a vision for you big book study our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I've asked Joni C. to read the 12 steps of
1: OA. Good morning, this is Joni C., gratefully recovered um, but not cured from Minnesota. One. Having had a spiritual awakening, as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thanks, Joni. Next up is K.S. with the 12 Traditions.
2: Good morning. This is K.S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. That's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. And for readers of six months there's no absence requirement for sharing on topic this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us to share press star one on mute once you're done sharing let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone in order to have a quiet meeting everyone except the speakers should be muted Today we resume our study of the big book, we're in How It Works, we're on page 69, the third paragraph, and we're reading whatever our ideal turns out to be, through uh, um, the right answer will come if we want it. Um, And I asked uh, Nancy R, Nancy R is gonna start us off.
3: Good morning, it's Nancy, our recovered compulsive overreader from Northwest Illinois. Whatever our ideal turns out to be, we must be willing to grow toward it. We must be willing to make amends where we have done harm, provided that we do not bring about the more harm in doing so. In other words, we treat sex as we would any other problem. In meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come if we want it. I'm so glad we've um, been talking over the last few days about how this is uh, about relationship conduct. Um, it doesn't mean that I had to have a sexual relationship with someone who to be doing this work around it. And... Um, when my sponsor, uh, when I worked through this step, uh, I don't know, last fall, last summer, um, with that sponsor, she suggested that I write out my relationship ideals
1: um,
3: as, you know, as as a mission statement. Like, what would I, um, what's my ideal in each of my relationships, each of my, yeah, each of my relationships. So as a mother, as a significant other, as a sister, as a brother, not as a brother, (laughs) as a sister, as a friend, as a neighbor, um, as a volunteer, as a worker, um, towards people that I'm in relationship with that I... have a past with uh, that anyway, everything, everyone, you know, those are the ones that I wrote wrote out and we each have our own and, you know, it can be what's my ideal relationship with everyone that I encounter you know, how I be kind and loving and patient and Um, That actually uh, came up for me this morning when um, we went for breakfast and it was a buffet and it wasn't ready. And um, I, you know, immediately went to my impatience and then I just stopped and paused and asked God. And, um, you know, I was was fine waiting. I was reminded about how many times um, I don't start things when they're supposed to get started as a worker. Um, So I just continue to be willing to grow toward these relationship ideals. I do not meet them every day. Um, I am more willing to make amends where I've done harm um, than I have ever been in my life. Um, And... I love just asking God what we should do about each specific matter and uh, waiting for the right answer to come. And that's all I have, thanks.
0: All right. Thank you, Nance. So we're gonna open up the line for sharing. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share every third to every third day. So if you uh if you share it on there. Your- Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. Now others have a, a shot at sharing. And uh, I'll let you know if I don't hear you. And one other time so I can hear everybody. Who's up? Who wants to share?
3: Tia. S. from New Jersey.
0: Anne Marie. So who, I, got, I got Tina Linda and Ann Marini. Felicia S. Okay, E-D-N-E-M- one second. Edini M. Linda. Uh, but there was two. There was someone after Tina from from New Jersey, which I missed.
3: Felicia S.
0: Felicia, all right. Thank you. Felicia S. Emory M. Linda D. And then there was someone between uh, Linda and Irene. All right. Who else would like to share? If you if I do catch you this round, we'll get you to the next round whoever that was. Sorry about that.
4: Nancy P. All
0: right, Nance, we'll put you in there. We could take two more for this first round. Or not. So we got Tina, Felicia, Anne Marie, Linda, Irini, and Nancy. Tina, you're up.
5: Thanks so much, Rustin S., recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Yeah, wow, what a great paragraph and a great lead, too. You know, these last couple of paragraphs, you know, every time we read them, I think about, you know, my life today. You know, once I did the work, and I'm, so, I'm such a different person today because I had the opportunity to do this work, you know, to really take care of all the stuff, all the harm I had caused. And, you know, in the previous paragraph, you know, it says, we tried to shape a sane and sound ideal for our future sex life, you know. And we asked God how to help us to live up to them. And, you know, and I was told to, to write out this ideal, and I did, you know. And then once I shared it with my sponsor, she said, now, Tina, you become this. Because, you know, I wanted this ideal for somebody else and she told me I become this ideal and then that's what what I will attract, you know, and that's been my experience, you know, um, and I was so grateful, you know, to have the ability to make, you know, it says we must be willing to make amends where we have done harm, provided that we do not bring about still more harm in so doing, you know, and so there was some, some amends, you know, that, that, you know, that I made that, You know, I had to refrain from saying some stuff, you know, because I would definitely cause more harm. But I was able to really be sincere about this because I, you know, after, you know, I did all this stuff, you know, I wasn't proud of it, wasn't happy. And, you know, I was really, you know, pretty much regretful of the way that I behaved. But, you know, for for a long period of time, I didn't know any other way. And it's just what I did. You know, And today, the good news is that I do know another way. You know, I've learned how to be in relationship with people, you know, whether it is in a intimate relationship or a work relationship you know family relationship whatever it is you know and, I, and i'm not perfect by any means i'm still i still have to make amends for stuff you know but nothing so uh, serious as it used to be you know i'm in a committed relationship that i've been in for 21 years and and don't have any you know and somebody talked about it yesterday you know this a sex ideal is not about actually the act of sex it is about our behaviors you know and um You know, and I just, you know, keep, you know, I just don't flirt. I don't do all that kind of stuff that that I used to do because I don't want to cause harm to other people. And I want to be the woman that God would have me be today. And in so doing, you know, I do the next right thing and I become that person. And and I have that opportunity through this step. So with that, I'll pass and I look forward to hearing what others have to share. So thanks so
0: much. Thanks, Tina. Next up is Felicia followed by Amory Ann.
3: Good morning, I'm Felicia S. from New Jersey, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Thank you for all who do service at this meeting. Um, I love this, (coughs) I'm sorry, excuse me. I love this paragraph because there's a lot of hope in it. I don't need to keep doing insanity, the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And the other thing that this paragraph offers, at least that I see, is that nobody's going to tell me what my ideal is. By this time, I have a relationship with my higher power. And there's so much, you know, they use the word willingness more than once in this paragraph. And all I have to do is be willing to grow towards it willing to make amends where I've done harm. I not just walk through life as if I have no responsibility and it's everybody else's fault, which is how I walk through life and how I show up when I'm in the food. Um, And, you know, the the last thing is just that this is, for me, this is all about living, you know, practicing this program in every part of my affairs. This is not just about putting down the food. It's not about putting down the substance. It's about how am I going to show up in the world? And what kind of person am I going to allow the God of my understanding to mold and shape me into? Um, and I love this, the last line, the right answers will come if we want it. if I don't want it. I'm, I'm going to get the answers I make up in my head. And that just gets me back in the food into very bad places. Thanks, and have a beautiful weekend, everyone.
0: Thank you, Felicia. Next up is Anne-Marie M., followed by Linda D.
6: Uh, good, good morning, Russ. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina, gratefully recovered through God's grace and by being, doing the work in this book, and that's what just reminded me of, of doing the work in this book. Um we must be willing to grow to, yeah, they do use the word willingness, and what I remembered was when I first started coming to OA, my only aim was to lose weight. It wasn't even to stop compulsively eating. I I, I wanted to be able to eat what I wanted and to lose weight. So when I'm reading this and read, you know, we've been reading all this about doing all this work with the resentments and uh, you know our fears and our uh inventory about our relationships i really i you know if i hadn't and this book is written in an order for a, a great reason because if I just started off with this that you know with this fourth step inventory without looking at my part in it um on page sixty two um and Page six, on page 60 that uh, uh um the first requirement is that we must be convinced that any life run on self-will could hardly be a success i had no idea that my compulsive overeating had anything to do about me being selfish and wanting my way all the time i really just believed that it was because i was um i was overweight you know and that i just wanted to, i wanted to be thin like I said, not even so much stopping to overeat. I just want, wanted to be thin. How could I, how could I eat what I want and still be thin? And that's what I came in to OA hoping for. And my gosh, I have received so much more beyond my wildest dreams of what I've gotten, and it's because of doing this work. Like I say. I've worked these 12 steps with many, many times over and over again. Um, And I'll, I'll tell you, it doesn't have, for anybody that's new, and I very often hear how people have been struggling for years and years and years. And for me, what turned me around was my relationship with God. And I always had a relationship with God, yet I wasn't improving on it. I wasn't working at it. I wasn't. Looking at it like it was a relationship. Um, I wasn't willing to have my ideal with God be something different than it than it was. So um I think I kind of got off track with this uh, reading, but um I must be willing to grow towards it. and not only the relationships in my life, but my most certainly importantly, for me, my relationship with God needed to be different. I needed to have ideals right. with that relationship. So thank you. A pass.
0: Thank you, Marie. So before Linda jumps up on here, if you got on the meeting a little later, we're in How It Works, page 69, the third paragraph. And we're reading whatever our ideal turns out to be, ending with the right answer will come if we want it. All right, Linda, you're up.
7: Hi, everybody. It's Linda D, and I'm recovered in Connecticut. I'm so very grateful. It's such a privilege to be alive. Yep. And to be on this line with you. I learned so much from you. I hope I help somebody. That's my hope. It's not my reason for being here. God put me here on this earth to learn how to love, period. I didn't know that, and if you told me, I wouldn't have cared, and that's that. That's where I was, just an ignorant, meaning a not-knowing person. I really did not know, and once I got here, I was halfway through my life. I was 38 years old, and now what do I do? These steps, this book, all of the people along the line, you know, different sponsors, sponsors. Help came in many ways. You saved my life. So it's today, and what jumps out at me today, a word that we had um, gone over a, a couple of paragraphs ago, the word arbiter. I'm not here to constructively criticize anybody. This has to be a safe phone line. People have to be able to say, this is my opinion, my experience. And my opinion, people have to be able to say anything on this line. It would be good to eliminate a word or two, but if you can't, you can't. Deal with it, Linda. This is life. It's tough. Is it always tough? No. Is it tough to be an addict? You bet it is. It's tough. And it's so worth it. I have a life beyond my wildest dreams and it's filled with all kinds of challenges. One of them is sex. I'm not going to sanitize it. This is, um, I have uh, received abuse um, or experienced abuse. I didn't even think of it. I didn't even remember it because a lot of things heal over the years if I do these steps. Now, I look at this, Someone, one of my sisters talked about a begging bowl. I walked through life with a begging bowl. Please love me. Please love me. Now I have an intimate relationship with a higher power that I call God. And um, my gosh, that's the source. I didn't know that. I really didn't know it. Now I know it. So I listen real carefully and I ask all day long. Because I'm like a little kid. I really am a little kid inside. The hurt one. That's the one I bring to God. I'm hurt in a lot of ways. And it's healing. Over the years, I have a life second to none. I know how to be a neighbor. I know how to be a girlfriend. I know how to be um, close to men and women. What a gift. What a gift to be here and heal. Thank you, I pass.
0: Thanks, Linda. Next up is Irini M. followed by Nancy K.
8: Thank you, Russ, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. So one of the core spiritual principles of this program is willingness, along with open-minded and honesty. And as it was mentioned before, willingness is mentioned twice here. Because willingness is the foundation to believe in a power greater than myself. And when I believe in this power, then I'm willing to take responsibility to grow toward how God would have me be. I have to be willing to change my behavior from how I treated and harmed others and myself. It says we treat sex as any other problem. And that's because it's all about my behavior with all my relationships that I caused harm, that I... You know, produced guilt and created shame, and it's not about my circumstances. It's about focusing on my interior world and not my exterior world. I need God from, I need guidance from God to do that, and it's about seeking God's direction and guidance in all of my relationships. You know, how do I show up in the world from the inside out? And I need to wholeheartedly pray for the right ideal, to pray for strength to do the right thing. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock on doors and they shall be open. And the right answers will come if we want it. And this is a promise. This is how I receive guidance and direction and with any situation I'm in. And this is what gives me peace and serenity. And if I don't receive direction... Well, then, I have to go even deeper into my connection with God and keep meditating for guidance, you know, with all of my relationships. I ask for direction and strength to take God's path as he would have me be. You know, how do I cultivate honesty, consideration, compassion, kindness, and love in all these relationships, regardless that I was sexually abused as a child, whether it's behind closed doors, in the bedroom in the office or at the dinner table. You know, it takes my eyes off of my self-centeredness and onto God-centeredness and others. And everything will be okay. So the key is cultivating this partnership with God. I do my part. I pray, meditate, ask for the right direction. I change what I'm able and capable of changing, and God will do his part on his timetable. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Ernie. Next up is Nancy P. I I'm going to take another group.
4: Hi. Uh, thanks for letting me share, Russ. Um, good morning, everybody. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So, whatever our ideal turns out to be. So, for me, there's no whatever about it. I made my ideal based on my work doing all these steps. This is a clinical exercise for me. I organized my thinking in step four. And that's it. And before that, I knew my relationships were broken, but I was like a kid in a candy store. I wanted everything and nothing satisfied me. The book encourages specifics. They ask questions, just what do we mean by that and just what do we do? They answer such questions specifically. It would be easy to be vague, but we believe we can make some definite suggestions. I read those every time I go through a sponsee and I'm like, hmm, you know, (laughs) of course they're not going to leave anything to the imagination and the bottom line is that nancy p is not allowed to skate no trying to find an easier softer way so the question as others have said is became what kind of a person do i want to be in this relationship wife mother um sister friend etc um i didn't write down every single relationship but i did write down an ideal for my immediate family and what came up is the same as always comes up. I have to shed self. The question is, how do I do that? And the key to all of it, for me, as usual, is surrender. And I'm not a prayer, or one who prays. I'm not very good at it, and frankly, I really can't stand doing it. But I'm pretty good at surrendering because I spend a wicked lot of time doing it. Right? How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. And the book says to treat this like any other problem. In my problems, all of them, including relationship problems, are treated with the 12 steps. So my problems don't really get solved as much as they just get gone. What does the book say to do in step 10 to turn my thoughts resolutely to someone I can help? To not focus on myself, talking to other people about themselves instead of myself has turned out to be this magical way to make real or realize serenity and peace in all areas of my life, including this one. Surrender allows me to be in a state of waiting. I never try to think I know what to do in a relationship. I try to never think that I... I do often think that I know what to do, but I try to remember that I don't know what to do. Even in familiar relationships, I've been married for 35 years, and that relationship has continued to unfold in wonderful ways that I try to just take as it comes. Um, you know, I feel as though I'm in perpetually in a place where I'm trying to become more loving, more giving, and kinder. And the people in my life have told me in real time, with real words, that I'm different. Other people have told me, My one of my good friends um, said that I didn't talk to her for a year, my choice. You know, that's what kind of a friend I was. And she told me recently that she's so glad I'm her friend. And my husband, when I asked him, you know, have you noticed? I was so excited about what happened to me and, you know, having recovered. Have you noticed? And he waited for 10 seconds before he answered. And all he said was, yeah. And I hugged that to myself because, if he had asked me and I had said that, said, responded to the same question, I would have been I would have said, Honey, you are amazing. You are so wonderful and I love you so much and let's go buy you something expensive. That's what I would have said. But um. he just said yes. Thank you, Russ. And um, you know, everything has changed. So for me, surrender allows me to be a riverbed and my life flows over me and free and my life is full of joy and light every day. With that I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Nance. So now we're going to take another list, and uh, although we value your experience, yes, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. Uh, you know what's up with that. Just give someone else a chance. Um, I'll let you know if I hear you. And who would like to uh, share on page 69 in the third paragraph? Tracy G. Tracy.
3: Jennifer H.
0: Jennifer
6: Morrissey. Mara. Sue L.
0: That do Did I hear that right? Do hope I heard that right? All right. Who else got ample time, ample space?
3: Sherry M.
0: Sherry. Thanks, sir. You got it. We could take two more. Well, let's do this list and we'll see the time we have later. We have Tracy G, Jennifer H, Mara Z, duel and Sherry M. Tracy, you're up.
3: Good morning, everybody. Gratefully recovered, Tracy G. in North Carolina. Thank you for your shares and uh, for your service, Russ. So in this paragraph, um, I appreciate that willingness is twice uh, because I wasn't willing. And willing for me means that I'm ready. Not only that, but I'm eager. Um, And that I'm prepared to do something and to do action-oriented in that. Um, Being willing to grow Means that I had to have a teachable, open heart and mind, and being willing um, meant that I had to look at myself and cultivate and ask for assistance from God to make me to make me this new person, slowly but surely, uh, in prayer and meditation. And when I ask God how to handle specific matters, I'm now through His peace looking at. Not the past, when I stayed in the victim mode. Not in the future, when I was a word of But rather living in his presence, because it's a gift of God. It's by faith that I'm able to do that today. And God can and will do for me what I can't do for myself. I just can't.
9: But I'm recognizing today
3: that it does require uh, some responsibility on my part, and that is to awake every morning and pause. <laughs> just. Pause, and for me to be still and believe that God does know what's best, um, and to not allow all the distractions and my like 30 things of to-do list and the expectations of other people on me to take away the sweet time uh, where I'm able to surrender just to just even a few minutes and to practice uh, gratitude and self-sacrifice and turning to God for a new day. Um, I once heard in the rooms.
1: Pardon me? Oh,
0: I once right, heard in the rooms on, that. We have someone on muted. Please check your line. All right, thank you. Go ahead, Trace.
1: Yeah, I
3: once heard in the rooms that uh, God said that the acronym for God was good orderly direction. And uh, I, I appreciate that because He can order uh, my day and my behaviors and how that moves forward in my relationships. And today I'm willing to not be overly dependent on others or waiting for them to change, but rather to be open to God, uh, to bless them and to change me. It's just one day at a time in his presence and power and definitely with his peace. Thanks for letting me share and I'll pass.
0: All right, Tracy, thank you. Next up is Jennifer H. H., Followed by Maura Z.
3: Hi, good morning. This is Jennifer H. from Northern Virginia. Um, I am... You know, I really love this idea of looking at what our ideals are in all relationships. And I find it very powerful to spend time thinking about where I want to go. Um, I know sometimes for me looking at the past, which is necessary to clean up the past and step forward, but but also keeping an eye on, um, you know, wh- where I'm going, you know, what, what's the direction I'm heading Uh I'm really visualizing a um an ideal an ideal and as a as a wife as a mom as a a worker among workers a fellow among fellows um, you know with with guidance from um, people in program a sponsor uh um, and to really do that like to take that time it's not just a nebulous thing out there but you know to really outline what those ideals are for me so um uh, grateful for to hear all the shares. I'm really trying to do the work coming back from relapse and working with a sponsor and trying to trying to do the work so um, I can experience what so many of you recovered people um, talk. So thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to share. I pass.
0: Thanks, Jennifer. Next up is Marzi, followed by Sue L.
3: Sorry about that, I was double muted, so I'll say that again. Thanks so much for your service, Russ, and this is Maura Z, and I am so very gratefully recovered in Virginia and starting my timer. Willing to make amends where we have done harm, provided that we do not bring about still more harm in doing so. This was probably the stickiest point for me in doing my um, sex inventory, because I had to think about, first of all, doing the inventory, I had to think about others and my behavior. And did I do harm? and i had done harm in a couple of situations and i had to make those amends and they were not easy to make but the but the value of making them far 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 exceeded the pain um and the discomfort i i would say discomfort more than pain um of doing them um cleaning off my side of the street um we'll get there further down the road in steps eight and nine, proved to be so powerful. Um, Taking responsibility for my actions is what it came down to, which is something that I thought I had done all my life, but really hadn't because there were harms that I had done that were subtle and not glaring. And so I had to really dig down to find them. Um, I just finished a fourth step inventory recently. And because I have cleaned up so much of the past, there wasn't anything on this particular inventory that I had to deal with. And that was a relief. That was a great relief. Um, But that only came about because I did the work in the first place. Well, I can't say in the first place because it wasn't my first sex inventory that it, that I cleared it up. It took me a couple, three times. Um, that's just keeping it real. Um, and and you know to say anything more would just be babbling. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stop there. And, and thanks for letting me share.
0: Thanks, Mar. So next up is Sue L. And we'll Good morning. Thank you
3: for your service. You got it. Sue L, Texas. Um, so I think I've come through working the steps to appreciate that my higher power actually holds me in the ideal self at all times. Honestly, think that that's the way my higher power sees me. Um, my problem comes in when I get into self and I get into ego and I gravitate away from that ideal. And I love that it says in meditation we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. So what I'm really doing in meditation is that I'm asking my higher power, who I call God, to transmit my ideal That higher power holds me in into my thoughts. And then I love what was said yesterday by one of our fellows. She counted every time the word we was used, and it was like 69 or 70 times. That's my challenge. My challenge isn't just meditating on what my higher power's ideal is, it is transmitting that ideal into the tentacles of all the weeds in my life all the people who i interact with every day and you know as long as i can stay in the ideal of my higher power for me and one thing that program has helped me with too is to come to respect that my higher powers ideal for me is not your ideal for me that i can I can be who I'm I'm meant to be, not who you would expect me to be. And there's so much power in that um, because those interactions become honest and authentic. And I am able to walk the world a free person. And um, so with that, I just want to say thank you to the person who shared that yesterday because I heard you it resonated with me very much so with that i'll pass thank you for letting me share
0: all right sherry i appreciate it um so we're going to open up the line for sharing again so uh, everybody's being so nice with their time here who would like to share on page 69 that third paragraph i think we have time for maybe three or four more
9: Karen
3: K from
0: M. New York. So is that Howie Karen? Ka- Karen K. Yes. And then it was Sherry M. Oh wait, did I miss you, Sherry? Yeah. I did. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, I'm. Oh my goodness, I'm so Sher... Sherry's going to be off. Then we have Karen. We'll take the list here after Sherry. I'm sorry. No, no
3: problem, Russ. Go, go ahead go ahead uh, okay. excuse me i <clears throat> hey everyone my name is sherry m and <clears throat> i'm a compulsive overeater in wyoming and uh, thanks so much for your service russ and i've loved everyone's shares and <clears throat> i just love how we do this one paragraph a day and unpack it and what was coming to mind for me is that you know i started attending a vision for you. Working with my first sponsor in 2018, and it was just a few months before I got married for the first time, at age 48. Um, you know, prior to that, I had been in program for another program for 15 years, and but I had a lifetime of being single, and a lifetime of uh, you know. Once I got into program, I I really thought that I was just you know a broken woman with all of my childhood trauma. And that I was unable to form a relationship with anyone. So God spent 15 years um, healing those wounds and uh, just a lot of outside help and program and steps and preparing me to meet uh, my husband. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm so grateful for a vision for you and a different way of life because uh, when I became recovered is really when I realized that this was the next level. This was where the emotional sobriety really um, came to fruition for me and showed me how immature I was in relationships and really shed a light on my selfishness. I had no idea how to live with someone. I had no idea how to show up. I didn't have any role models. I had nothing but my selfishness, right? And so I started fighting him, and I realized that everything was a fight, and all of these things inside of me were getting triggered. And you know, I hit a bottom uh, while being recovered in program, doing many 10 steps a day, reached out to a fellow, and then I found a different way. And what I found was a spiritual way. And I realized that my marriage was a direct uh, mirror to surrender. And, and that everything that happens in my marriage is all the things that God wants to heal in me. And so every day, um, now I have, you know, By doing this work I'm doing and really every day setting my ideal, trying to be a, a selfless wife and watching my words and making gratitude lists of my husband and, and listing all of his attributes and qualities, I have really fallen in love with him on a totally different basis and trying to get rid of self. And God really has continued to prepare me for this. And my whole goal in life every day is I just want to be the best wife and I just want to have really um you know an amazing marriage and it begins with me looking in the mirror doing my step fours doing step tens every day and 11 and and asking God you know what I realized is I wanted a male version of myself right so if he just did everything like me then we'd all be great but what I realized is this other person um that God gave me to love and to cherish um has his own set of ideals. So I'm so grateful for recovery and thank you so much for letting us share. Bye. All
0: right, Sherry. Sorry about that. And so for the next list, <laughs> I think I had a Karen Kay there. And then uh, let's see the time we go. I think we got time for three shares or two. Let's try two. Who else would like to share? All right, I got Karen. Allie G. Allie G. Let's just do these two. Karen, you're up. Baba, Allie G.
9: Thanks, Russ. I'm Karen. I'm a compulsive eater, I'm a food addict. And um, I, I've been around for about 27 years. I've, I've over that amount of time. I've had, you know, maybe four years of abstinence, not altogether. Um, I believe in the power of and the miracles that God. I've, I've experienced it before, where God has done for me what I could not do for myself with the food. And I also have had a lot of experiences where, you know, you can get clean, but you can't stay clean. Somebody's unmuted. Um, But um, that, um, that, God, does for me what i can't do for myself oh that i that i oh, that in the past concerning my relapses um i get to the point where i just feel like i need anesthesia from life so i'm grateful that god gives many second chances and uh, and i wanted to say something else that i'm very aware lately is that um, I have a broken relationship with my dad and I'm 60 and he's 90. It's been a long-term broken relationship and uh, used to eat out with him my entire life really. And, um, And I just have been feeling the pain lately, not right now, but I have lately of how sad i am that i have spent my life looking for love in the food and it has never offered that it was always like the second place or the last place it was it's never given me love but i've looked a long time for it from there so i'm very grateful for vision um, and I'm very grateful for the uh, hearts and the experience, strength, and hope of people on this line. And uh, thanks for listening to me. And it's nice to hear your, uh, that you're around, Russ, because I'm coming back from a relapse. It's very nice to hear you. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks a lot. Next up is Allie G. And I think uh, it's going to be right on point. We're going to be right on time after Allie G.
3: Um, Good morning, everyone. I'm Allie G. from Maryland, and I am in relapse, and I'm praying to get out of it. Um, So very glad to be on the call this morning. Um, My brain is not working well, and I'm just hearing words. I'm hearing willing, and I'm hearing... Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing i heard.
5: (laughs) is the word willingness so i am willing and um
3: i'm going to trust god to do the rest and with that i'll pass thanks for letting me share
0: okay thanks allie we actually have time for a two-minute share who would like that time all right a minute and a half share who would like to use that time abby b. l right, we got abby, Ab, abby b all
10: right hi everyone good morning this is abby d i'm recovered in michigan i'm uh, grateful to be here thanks so much for the topic and just everyone shares i too uh this is very much resonating with me right now as a newly married woman. I just got married this year in September and I'm going on my honeymoon actually this weekend. So, uh, yeah, I'm very much in the the mindset of wanting to be a good wife and, you know, wanting to be different in this relationship than I have in other relationships. And it's interesting because I'm working the steps and I'm finding like a lot of financial amen- I'm hearing some background noise um financial amends from my past that are coming up, and I'm like trying to figure out how to make those financial amends without harming my husband now that our finances are combined and so I'm just um it's been it's been a couple of weeks of struggle about that, and I'm praying for guidance and just you know i made I made a big lump sum amends already and he's been supportive of it, but you know there's there's some more that i'm you know, thinking of payment plans over the next 10 months. But I'm, I find myself like I'm picking up extra jobs, trying to, you know, pay for these things and, um, and finding myself like wanting to hide it, like wanting to, you know, get this money from here, like not get my nails done. So then I'm going to go take this money and go make amends, but feeling re- like wanting to hide it Sorry. and I can't be, okay, thank. Thanks so much, that's all. Uh, anyone has experience, I'd love to
0: hear it. Thanks, bye. All right, thank you, Abby B. You're gonna be our last share for today. We thank everyone who shared and participated in the meeting. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study media following this closing. So, here's today's share ID for Friday, March 24th, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. It's 20,084. Two zero zero eight four. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by Serenity Prayer. Well, Tenzin P, please read A Vision for You. A book, a book is meant to be suggestive only. Uh, keep yes, you Thank you very much. At Tenzin
3: P checking in from New York. We can't hear you.
0: Thank you, Tenzin. Just waiting for the recording to to end. If I didn't hear that. So, um, let's all press star one and pray the serenity prayer. God, God. God.